What it do, Sports Betting Nation? Ace is high here with you. We have another fantastic college football preview. I'm excited for it. I'm with the Hardways. Mike, how you doing, Mr. Hardways? Oh, doing great, Aces. It is Thursday night. We've got a Thursday night football game going on right now. It looks like the Lions are up over the, uh, the Packers right now, and they're up big in the second quarter early in the second quarter it's 24 to 3 right now lines over the packers if you're a cheesehead i would not be thrilled <laughs> hey do they still got a mr brett Favre over there on the packers or no they do not he's got his own thing going on down <laughs> in mississippi and they don't even have aaron Rodgers anymore the poor guy tore Woo. his achilles i think at the start of this year so they've got a uh they got jordan love who i'm sure you know from college days and he is Okay, but against the real defense here, they got some work to do if they want to come back into this one. Hey, I'll take your word for it. You know I'm not watching the NFL. I'm here for Saturdays. That's when I make my money. College football, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's jump in in that case. Yeah, we're not here to talk NFL, are we? No, sir. All right, so let's jump in. We've got, if you saw our newsletter this week, we are focusing on the SEC. That's our conference of the week. And we will jump into that in a little bit. I do want to touch on... A couple of other games before we get to the SEC. There's a number of games that I want to look at in the SEC. But you and I believe you and the Madman Woj talked about a Utah-Oregon State game that I think is going to be pretty interesting this week. Is that correct? Yes, and I'm excited for it. I, I took in the college football rundown, the podcast with the Madman Woj. I love it. Calling him the Madman, getting that out there. I spoke about how I had some torn loyalties in this game because I do like the Utes. I think they're a very good football team. I got Mr. Ungalele over there from Oregon State on my year-long fantasy football team, so I'm not sure where I'm going to be going cheering. I'm hoping for a high-scoring game. Mr. Ungalele gets some points, and Utah somehow squeaks it out. But the problem with that is I'm not sure how well that's going to pay out because Utah, they're a team that's known for their defense. Indeed they are. Indeed they are. In fact, it's, that speaks to the over-under in this game, sitting at a relatively low 44-and-a-half. If we go over to our This Week in College Football, of course, this is available to any SBI Plus subscriber. You can get our This Week in College Football page along with our player props, top player props, and everything else you get with SBI Plus. But that said, let's go over there. If you're already on it, we got in our upper corner here, we've got Oregon State and Utah, and it's a low 44 and a half. Now, Utah, certainly strong defense, as you have brought up. Oregon State has been a powerhouse on offense the last two years. They've been a pretty good team all around. It is in Corvallis. You brought that to my attention earlier this week on our podcast. And Oregon State is the favorite here at minus four. So are you taking the plus money on Utah Aces? No, I'm probably going to sit this one out. Um, I just I think that Utah is the better team, and I think they are going to win this football game by more than four. But it's not something that I think I have a big enough edge on. I'm going to put my money down on it. I, I do believe they will cover that four, though. If you had to, you know, if you put the proverbial gun to my head the Utes are where I'd lay my money 39 and a half points per game for the Oregon State Beavers only 22 and a quarter points per game there for the Utah Utes that is different than what we've seen in the past again Utah's always had a strong defense but they also have had a pretty good offense especially on the ground as of late I know they've got some issues in the running back room a little bit of a rotation there I think Jaquindon Jackson is still hurt not sure if Jalen Glover is going to be the guy this week or what but yeah, I kind of like the over in this. I think that if Utah can get Cameron Rising back and they can actually make a competent off or play a competent offense on the field at 44 and a half, that is not terrible. That's six touchdowns and a field goal. To me, that looks like a good bet right there. Let's go. I'm going to go. Let's jump over to our game pages here 
And let's see if we can find out what the best line for that 44 and a half is. So we're yeah, going... I'm already I'm already way ahead oh, of you. Already out. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Yeah. So minus 108 there on FanDuel Sportsbook. That's pretty good right there. Oh, yep. 44 and a half. No, I'm sorry, minus one one twelve. Look at the wrong side there. Yeah. We got a little bit of shade towards the uh, under there, but you wanted the over. So yeah. looks like you want that 44 and a half. You want that minus one. I mean, you're not going to pay that minus 134 to get the 43, right? No, that's, no. 44 and a half nonsense. is fine with yeah. me. Like I said, six touchdowns and a field goal. I, I think that's very doable in this game. So I would be high, fine with that 44 and a half minus 110 either on points bet or bet MGM. Yep. And there you go. And that's why you look at these tools. And that's why, you know, we put them out there for the public to look at is because easily make your decision for those of you that are listening to the podcast we are streaming this on youtube so you can check out our tools if you want to head over to youtube and check out this episode please do and if you have any questions about anything you see on the screen drop us a line either on our social media or info at sportsbettingintel.com and we'll let you know exactly how to use these tools to become a more profitable sports better let's jump over to actually a big 12 game a one that i'm kind of interested in bigger spread than i would have thought number 24 kansas Versus number three, Texas. And it is in Austin. So Texas is the home team. 14, or excuse me, 16 and a half as a spread right now. Aces, do you have a lean on this game? I know that you are a Longhorns fan. I'm a huge Longhorns fan, but sometimes, and you probably can attest to this too, you probably try to stay off the White Sox because I know you love them in baseball, but you try to stay away from the teams that you love because sometimes your decision-making process can be influenced I do bet Texas throughout the season. This is not a game I'm going to take them, though. You remember a couple years when Kansas came in there and beat them straight up. One of the most shocking games probably in the past few years. I don't think it happens again. I think Texas does win this football game easily. But 16 and a half, you're talking about over two touchdowns against a formidable opponent in Kansas. Yeah, they certainly a tougher team. Now, Jonathan Brooks looks to be the lead back there in Texas. He has taken over that job. The guy can put up. Well, let's jump over to real quick. I want to touch back on this game, but if you could pull up our player props page, I'd love to see what they have. Jonathan Brooks, he's the running back for Texas, where his over under on rushing yards is. I would guess somewhere around 78 if it was my, if I'm guessing. You were looking for. I I am low. Yeah. Rushing yards over 88 and a half there. So I was 10 yards below where I thought. So that, yeah, 87 and a half, Fandle, 88 and a half there on DraftKings and 88 and a half on Caesar Sportsbook. So I would guess, yeah, they're going to try to control the clock, keep it on the ground. Now the over is 61 and a half. Kansas has a pretty good offense, but so does Texas. I'm probably staying away from this game as well. There aren't a whole lot of top 25 teams playing each other this week, and we'll we'll cover one more before we jump over to the SEC. But yeah, I'm just going to enjoy this game for what it is. I hope it's a competitive game. I hope it's not a blowout. I hope we get a nice big back and forth Big 12 game. How's that sound? Hey, I love it, except for I do want Texas to beat them, and I want them to beat them handily. But, hey, maybe we get the first half as a great game. Look to put down your second half back on Texas. Take it away the game, taking control of the game. You mentioned we're sitting on the player props page for anyone that's following us via audio, via podcast. We're looking at the top books right now to bet those rushing yards for Jonathan Brooks. One thing I want to bring up, and I know you know this, man, Mr. B. John Robinson. I believe you got his. But is it mustard or barbecue sauce? I can't. Oh, it's recall. mustard. It's it's, it's mustard. Yeah. Bijan mustard. Oh yeah, yeah. I should have thought. Why did I not think of that? But anyways, if we were talking about last year, we're looking at a player props page similar to this last year, or when Mr. Bijan Robinson was playing for that matter. We're looking at much higher than this eighty-eight and a half yards rushing. No. Oh, uh, absolutely. I I couldn't tell you 
what it would be in a game like this or what it was in this Kansas game last year. But if it was under 110, I'd be I'd be surprised yeah, realistically. Bijan Robinson is a generational talent and he was running all over the place in the Big 12 last year. So yeah, I'm gonna lay off this game, but there is a game I am gonna be putting money on, and that is number eleven Notre Dame versus number seventeen Duke. Right now, Notre Dame four and one. They had that walk-off loss to Ohio State last week. Now, if you took Notre Dame plus three and a half, like I did, you were happy. If they took if you took him at plus two and a half, you were not so happy. But yeah, this game is at is it is in North Carolina. It is at 630 on Saturday. It'll be on ABC here. And right now, the best line, or excuse me, the spread here is five and a half in favor of Notre Dame and the over-under at 52 and a half. Before I jump in, Aces, can you pull up the detailed matchup and then let the people know if you have a lean on this game? I mean, you keep bringing up games, and I hate to not give the people something that they want. I am going to give you what you want by bringing up the game detail page. I do want to mention that the Madman Woj is big on Notre Dame, and I don't want to spoil his pick if you hadn't listened to the episode, but i give you a hint. It is Notre Dame. I love the fact you brought up last week that, hey, there's some people that won on Notre Dame last week because they took the best line at that plus three and a half. There's other people that are ripping up their tickets right now <laughs> as if we still have tickets, but they're throwing them away because they got it at two and a half, not the best book. So, hey, whatever bet I would be taking in this, I can tell you I'd be taking it on the best book. I'm going to stay away from it because I think Duke is a good football team. That five and a half, that's that's it's a weird line to bet. I think gun to my head again, I would probably take the Irish, which I believe you were kind of going at. Yeah, I am leaning towards the Irish. And we talked about this on the podcast earlier in the week, that five and a half line. I want to wait to see which way it goes. I'm not sure that the money coming in will be on Notre Dame and I'll push that higher or if it'll come in on Duke because Duke is a good football team. Like you said, number 17 in the nation currently undefeated. They did have a bye earlier this year, four and oh, it's just it, Notre Dame has, I am, I am impressed with that team and that program. It finally looks like they have a quarterback. Audric Estime is a hell of a running back. So for me right now, I'm, I'm probably going to throw a little on the five and a half line just to get it in there in case it does move and then see where it goes the rest of the week. If you can scroll down, we can take a look and see where that spread is. Yeah, five and a half there. If you do want Duke, though, you can get actually a really good price, minus 108 at Bet Rivers for plus six for Duke. So that's that extra half a point there. And that six is not bad. But me... I'm going to throw minus five and a half on, let's see. Well, who wants my money? Well, Caesars and Dragons. <laughs> so see, far. You yeah. don't got a lot of choices these days, do you? Buddy? Yeah, I just got to ah. strike out that that last one there, that bet MGM. But that's that's where it's at. And then the over-under, I don't have a lean on this one per se. Both teams are pretty good on defense, but they're really good on offense. But 52, 51 and a half, where are we sitting at right now? 52 and a half, yeah. Uh, it is shaded. A little bit there, depending on which book you're looking at. It's a shaded a little bit to the over there on FanDuel. So I don't know. Over 52 though on Caesars, like that, I might throw it on a little bit on that Caesars line over 52, just because it is an outlier. Everybody's got 52 and a half or 53, and they've got 52. Get that extra half a point. So yeah, that's it for that game. No, no opinions on your end. I know the Mad Mad Moj is on that game, but you're not. You're not betting on that game at least not yet depends on how this moves not yet again i i think even i mentioned on the rundown i i am waiting to see how this line move progress right now i pulled up our game detail page so you guys can kind of see how the money line moved here on notre dame you can see there's been quite some movement it opened and this is this really fascinated me it opened at a minus 182 number on notre dame which i mean it's gotten much shorter since then it's been bet up it makes me wonder why did the lines makers open this one at Minus 182, and even lower than that, 
on other books that we don't necessarily have access to. Why did they open it on that line? I don't know. I'm missing something. I'm probably going to stay away from it. You mentioned the totals bet. I do want to mention the Madman Woj. He was talking about checking out that over three and a half team prop bet for touchdowns on Notre Dame. He saw that minus 120 on DK. So I did want to mention anybody looking at those team prop bets. You might want to look over there at what the Madman Woj has to say. And that was a over three and a half Notre Dame touchdowns for the game. Yeah, check that out over on the College Football Rundown podcast, available wherever you get your podcast. Now, was that the one that he had talked about doing a parlay with? In this case, it would be a same-game parlay. I can't remember which game it was that he had talked about that. No, I don't believe he talked about that. Um, They probably would allow you to do it, though, because the the correlations are not incredibly high. I guess you could pick Notre Dame because that was his pick, Notre Dame minus five and a half, and then the total team touchdown. So you could... Same game, Parley, those probably. But no, he did not bring that up as far as I remember. You got to understand, sometimes when that man's talking, I just hit the, <laughs> I hit the sleep button and I put it, hit a timer for when he stops talking and then I start my stuff. So <laughs> I could have missed it. That's fair enough. Okay, let's uh, actually, I, I don't want to spend too much time on it because I don't actually want to bet this game yet, or at least we'll see what happens. But USC and Colorado, another Pac-12 game. And the only reason I'm bringing it up is strictly for the entertainment value we saw what happened when USC, or excuse me, when, well, USC played Arizona State last week. Well, we saw what happened when Oregon played Colorado, and Colorado played a good defense. They got trounced. Right now, the line on this, it is in Boulder. It is Colorado plus 21 and a half, over, under, I think it's the biggest total of the week, 73 and a half. Not a shred of defense to be found anywhere in this game. Yeah, you're, you're picking that under. I mean, it's a huge number. I get it. The total is a huge number, but you're picking that under, man. You, you got a pair on you. And I want to know what your logic is for picking that under because we all know that Colorado is going to have an incredibly difficult time stopping USC. USC's defense, not the best defense in the nation. We've talked about it time and time again. Colorado can score points. They didn't do so hot against Oregon, but they have a little softer defense over there in USC this week, in my opinion, anyways. So I think points get scored in this one, 73 and a half. The number's that high for a reason. It sure is. Yeah, I do agree with you. I'm not willing to take 73 and a half. I, I know I do love a lot of offense and a lot of overs, but that is just a whopper of a line. You're basically saying, all right, I'm going to need 10 touchdowns in this game in order to cover <laughs> this. And that is a really tough – and it's not even 73 where you're like, oh, 10 touchdowns and a field goal. You need – Actually, you need 11 touchdowns or 10 touchdowns and two field goals. Just seems like a lot. I'm not sure that Colorado is going to be able to move the ball very well. Let's see how that program does. We'll see if Xavier Weaver actually plays. He's their strong starting wide receiver. And they don't have, they're still not going to have Travis Hunter for at least two more games there. So the playmakers are a little bit – they've got Harrison. He's that hybrid tight end. If you want to tease it down a little bit, maybe we'll see what that 69 number looks like. 69, 72, it's probably getting pretty expensive, I would say. And 73, 189, basically two to one odds there on over 69. Yeah, I'm laying off just in general. I will be popping in to watch this game just to watch Caleb Williams throw bomb after bomb here. But if you, yeah, let's pull that. Okay, my own 63. So now it's sitting at there 155 on the under 69. Yeah, I don't know. I, are you taking this game or is this even on your radar, Aces? No, this one's not on my radar. It's too it's too uh, random of a game. The the scores, when they get this high, it's difficult to model a football game like this one. So this one is not on my radar. What I did is I brought up, and yes, I mean, how many platforms can you get the line movement on an alternate total of 69 in this football game? Like this, this 
technology just doesn't exist anywhere. And you can get this over here in sportsbettingintel.com. I was looking at what that line movement was throughout the week, where it opened mainly. And you did mention that 163 number. And now you're getting that alternate line at 155. So it's it's gone down a little bit. The odds are getting a little bit shorter, but it's not a huge jump. So I was just more interested to check out how it was going. No place where I'm going with my money in this one. Oh, that's fair. And like you said, it is difficult to model something when, when you don't have that many historical results. But the nice thing is with the platform that we have here at SBI, you are able to track alternative line movements and really kind of hone in and understand where things are trending in the lead up to the game. So with that said, let's close out the conference of champions as the real Jay-Z. <laughs> we'll go over to our conference of the week and we'll touch base on a few games here. We won't touch base on every single game. There's, I think there's eight games, seven games here in the conference. We are in conference play, but we'll touch on a few of them. If you want to see any others, again, you can head over to our This Week in College Football page on sportsbettingintel.com, as well as check out the game boards and all of our tools, scanners, et cetera. But let's start with Florida and Kentucky. That Kentucky team, they're scrappy. They're a little bit scrappy on offense. They've got that strong running back and catch the ball out of backfield. Remon Davis, also known as Ray Davis. But you like Florida. You're you're kind of, you like that Florida team this year. And now they're ranked number 22. Is that correct? That is correct. I've been talking them up throughout the year. I think they're a better football team than people give them credit for. I believe so far I've been proven right. You know, we're only a few games into the season, not even halfway there yet. So Things could change. I believe Graham Mertz is a real quarterback. I know you laugh at that. The Madman Woes, the real Jay-Z, whoever I talk to laughs at that. But again, I believe he was in the wrong program at Wisconsin. Now at Florida, I believe he's been able to show what he can do on the field, come through, hit some player props for us earlier in the year. I like the man. I already got this line. I'm sure you probably heard me in talking about this one before earlier in the week. I already got this line at plus two and a half. The line is moving, obviously, to a pick them closer to a pick them anyways. So I beat the line so far. I'm happy with where I am Florida plus two and a half in this one. Also put a little bit of money on the money line in this one. And this money line has really changed. We're at plus 100. I got it around plus 140 on the money line also, which I'm happy with on the Gators. That's huge. I mean, the, the two and a half to one and a half, that's, that's fine. That's big. And that's, that's nice. You're getting some closing line value on that, but that plus 140 to plus 100, that means that things are changing dramatically towards Florida's favor and the models are changing. Those books are adjusting their models either based on news or more likely money coming in or sharps moving the line there. And you got some really good value. That plus 140 is a huge line movement there now that it's down to plus 100. It wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me to see this being minus 110 on both sides by the time this one kicks off. No, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I mean, I know Kentucky's the home team. I believe Florida's the better team. A pick them makes sense. You know, you give that home team the two and a half. So, hey, we're at a pick them. The lines are obviously moving that way. If we get there, I would not be surprised at all. It will be, you know, interesting to see if we do get to that pick them where the line moves from there. But, you know, that's something we'll have to wait and see if it even happens. So Yeah, and Kentucky, good team. But, again, they're not ranked like Florida is. Is Kentucky undefeated still? Or do they have a, no, they're undefeated. They haven't played the strength they have schedule that Florida has. Florida had that opening day loss to Utah. But if you could pull that game – page up or our detailed analysis there and scroll down you can kind of get a sense of the stats that we're looking at to compare as we look through i'm not sure where i'm going to be putting my money on the money line or spread on this one but if you scroll all the way down to the over under in this game what's really interesting about this is there's not really a consensus it's around that 44 and a half number 
But 40, one book has 44, one book has 45, one has 44 and a half, one has 45 and a half as their baseline. So there's a little bit of a variation there amongst the books. I'm not sure that they will come to a consensus on the over-under in this game. And I'm a little surprised that it's under that 47 number, to be frank. I, I kind of like the over in this game. Do you have a lean? On the over-under? I mean, I wouldn't mind the over in this one, I guess. I, I do find it interesting how you just pointed out that the books are all over the map in this one. We were just talking about a USC football game that's going up against Colorado. And for those of you that couldn't see our platform here, you're just listening to us. It was showing the line consensus across the entire market was essentially, what was it, 74 and a half on every single book at minus 110 on both sides. And now we get to a, a line that's you know a little more realistic at this 44 number and we got 44 45 and a half 45 43 and a half 46 whatever you're doing it's different across the market so you really want to be looking through these these games with a fine tooth comb every time you're looking at the bet you're going to make yeah and you can get very good information here on this page in this week in college football but you can drill down in the game page but since you brought up our good friend Graham Mertz maybe we could pop over to player props and get a sense. Oh, you already got that up. There <laughs> I was ahead of you. I, I wasn't going anywhere with out looking at, well, maybe we could look at ETN too. No, no, you said Mertz. So we're going to look at Mr. Mertz. How about passing yards for Mr. Mertz? Passing yards. So, all right. So we know that Bet Rivers, they take, they get their odds from Cambi, which is an odds making service that they farm out to, up to book or they, they sell the book. So they've got alternative passing. Yards. They've got alternative lines for props and we are covering those as well but we kind of want to see what the main line is and so we're going to look at the consensus from the other books and so we've got a variation here of 195 and a half to 203 and a half so an eight yard difference so if you are now it is shaded to the over there on DraftKings. so while that 195 and a half is their main line so to speak for Graham versus passing yards it is minus 130 so you have to pay up there you have to pay up at caesars as well minus 139 is that the, am I looking? Is that the right side? Yeah, the, the over there is is on the yeah, left. Yeah, that's right. The under is that the under is on the right. Yeah, so it's definitely shaded to the over, and I wonder if that has is tied in with the line movement as well. One ninety nine and a half on Rivers at at minus one fourteen, and then minus one fourteen at two hundred three and a half. So if you don't mind paying a little bit and you like the over on his yards, Caesars or DraftKings, if you don't mind giving up a few yards, then you definitely want to take that on Bet Rivers because the price is the same but you get an extra four yards over on Rivers versus on FanDuel. And you and I have had this conversation before. We actually, I think, have a little bit of a disagreement. You get disagreements across sports bettors and every avenue of the sports betting world. But in my opinion, you just go with the better value rather than the four or five yards because four or five yards, that's half a pass, right? So we're essentially, we're talking randomness on whether one of the receivers, let's say a swing pass to ETN, whether he goes five or 10 yards on it, that's the difference. It's complete randomness. So I just prefer the value. And it's, I know it's a broad general statement. It's not always the case if you're modeling or something like that. That's not what you want to go by. You want to go by your model. But in a general sense, that's kind of where I go. The five point difference as far as yardage, just give me the better value on the line. That's fair. I certainly appreciate and understand that. Don't know that I necessarily agree. We can have that debate at another time as we will continue to talk back and forth. On the SEC, I do want to pull before we move on to the next matchup. If you could just pull up Ray Davis's or Remon Davis, uh, uh, I know it's labeled a couple different places, and let's see what his. There you go, Ray Davis, receiving yards there, so twelve and a half. I like the oh, over. I, I do think they're going to need to keep up with Florida and probably some dump offs to Ray Davis out of the backfield. And then you had mentioned Trevor Etienne. He's the running back for Florida, 
They also have, uh, what's his name, Montreal Johnson there as well. And so my big question with that is it seems like they kind of run a hot hand approach. And if you like that 60 and a half, 64 and a half, whatever it is, maybe looking at that alternative there of 89 and a half or 99 and a half, even plus 440 at 99 and a half. So if you think that that Trevor ETN can get to that century mark plus 440, four and a half times your money. I don't know. I might sprinkle a little bit on that and hope that he gets hot and, and that Florida rides a hot hand there. Well, let's do this. Let's jump over to the Florida versus Kentucky page. Let's look at our game breakdown. Let's look at it line yards. We're talking about rushing right now. You're talking about taking an alt, which I completely agree with you. I kind of like that alt over the main line. Let's jump back just to check out that main line because I don't remember what it was. 65 and a half, it looks like, yep. is the main line, and you were wanting that 99 and a half. Let's check out that Kentucky defense. I'm looking at our platform here with the advanced game statistics. Line yards, defense, 2.77. Mm, it's not entirely bad, but it doesn't move the needle for me. So it's nothing I'm really looking at. Power success would be the other thing as far as advanced statistics. Not sure what power success is. Our platforms tell you right here, this is a measure of an offense success rate in converting on rushing plays with two yards or less to gain. Success would be measured when a last, when a first down is achieved on third or fourth down. Again, this is kind of a rushing metrics. So we're going to jump over to Kentucky they're at 0.76, which I know off the top of my head is it's decent. It's just middle of the road. Nothing really stands out. So, yeah, I guess they don't have a great rushing defense from looking at these advanced statistics. Very cursory anyways. I don't mind that alternate. I said that plus 440. I mean, that's a couple extra runs over the main line, right? That's it. Yeah, if you look down there on the left, it's the very last line there, 99.5 over plus 440. I might ladder it up a little bit over on Bet Rivers. See how much they'll let me take. I, I think I can get more down <laughs> with uh, with since it's alternative line. But I, I don't know. Maybe it's per player. I, I'm not sure how their their limits work on there. I'll see what it, what happens. But yeah, it does get more expensive as you can see our, our juice check there on the right. It does get more expensive the the more alternative the the line the player prop line there. So just be aware that you are paying more to the book just to place that bet. But it is, if there's value there and you think you can overcome the juice with the value, then that is certainly a bet worth looking into. Well, and you have to remember too, I'm glad that you brought this up because this is not a tool that, or a part of our platform we mentioned before, I don't think. And it's very important to know these numbers. You get them right at a glance, no calculations needed. But one thing to remember is when that juice is higher, the book's telling you, we have less confidence in the number we're putting out there, essentially. If they have a great deal of confidence, like an NFL mainline or something, you're going to see the juice real low because, again, they're very confident in that number. They don't need to give themselves that cushion. Now, when they're talking about something like this player prop alternate line, they have a little less confidence, so they tack a little more juice on there. I'm really glad you brought up that point. Yeah, absolutely. And it's worth noting that if the books aren't as confident, then that is where you can certainly get an edge. If you trust your models in addition to other things that's that's one place that we look to as well let's jump over we covered another game in our matchup breakdown our sec breakdown this week and that'd be georgia versus auburn and the big thing with this is we had talked about we had, we, we couldn't remember the saying it's immovable force versus <laughs> unstoppable object and in this case we've got georgia number one in the nation versus auburn georgia scoring 41 points per game and Auburn scoring 32 points per game. So the real Jay-Z, when he put out this newsletter, is like, easy over, right? This should be an over all day long. It's only 45 and a half. Well, that's the thing. Here's our uh, immovable object versus unstoppable force. 
11 and a half points per game. Georgia is giving up Auburn 16 points per game. They're giving up. It is certainly a offensive powerhouses versus defensive juggernauts game. And I'm interested to hear what your thoughts are on it. I know that Georgia is a team that's always on your radar. Yeah, they have been. I mean, they're a great football team. I love the Bulldogs. The only team down South I really represent as far as the SEC goes. I haven't got to watch them play a whole lot this year because, well, I mean, <laughs> they have been more exciting games on the TV. I'll say that much. But Auburn, Georgia is always an exciting matchup. I love in the email that the real Jay-Z mentioned how the hedges over there at Auburn. What a great tradition. It just gets me so excited to watch college football. It's why I love college football. The thing I would look at in this football game is this over under of 45 and a half. Georgia's playing their first competition of the season. They're going to want to shut things down. They're going to want to slow things down. They're one of those teams that stays on tempo. I don't know if you've looked at their box scores from last year, but they score Two touchdowns a quarter, two touchdowns a quarter, two touchdowns a quarter. Just stay on schedule. If you look like clockwork, it, it's like clockwork. It's, it's incredible, the well-oiled machine that they are. But again, that's why they were the national championship, national champion last year and just crushed TCU in the championship because they are a football team that can control the football game, which is a huge aspect of college football. We don't pay attention to enough these days, especially as sports betters. But I'm looking at this over under a 45 and a half. I kind of want to go under in this one. I just think both teams are going to tighten up a little bit. 45 and a half is a number we might not hit. That does, if you look at their points per game, in addition to how strong both these teams are on the defensive side of the ball, Georgia is an interesting team just in general. They have Stetson Bennett there, of course. He's, he's their quarterback. And like you, I just haven't watched Georgia because I feel like they've cut away from Georgia games early just because they've been blowing teams out. So far, so it's tough for me to get a real good film angle on Georgia, but we know that they have depth all over the place. At linebacker, they're deep. At defensive line, they're deep. On the other side of the ball, they're deep. They they don't have that many standout playmakers other than Stetson Bennett, but they got a rotation of running backs that will just grind you down. So it, when it comes to slowing the game down, keeping it on the road, this is an SEC matchup. This is a a rivalry. It's tough for me to say. Yeah, even though that both these teams are really big offensive powerhouses, 45 and a half seems like a challenge when you look at the defenses on both these teams. Absolutely. And obviously we know you're talking about Stenson Bennett last year, right? How great he was on the football team. Carson Beck this year. I mean, Carson Beck, just, just, yeah. just keeping things going as Stenson Bennett did. So the, the logic stays intact. Yes, thank you. I, I so With all the transfers and all the – Guys leaving early to go to the draft. It's tough for me to remember. Setson Bennett, I believe, is on the Rams now. He went to the draft this year. and I, I think he's with <laughs> You'd know better than I, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So that's an interesting game, one I'm definitely going to be watching. And then let's close it out with this. It's the last game we touched on in our newsletter, and that's number 13 LSU versus number 20 Ole Miss, one of the few top 25 matchups going on this week. How excited are you for this Jackson Dart and this Ole Miss <laughs> offense, Lane Kiffin's high-flying offense? versus LSU and maybe the best wide receiver duel in the country here with Malik neighbors. And um, help me out. What's uh, what's his, uh, Brian Thomas there, right? This is going to be an interesting one for sure. And especially when you're looking at that over under 67 or 66 and a half, depending on where you get it, mm, should be a lot of offense in this one. 
I don't know who this Malik Neighbors you're speaking of is. I believe the madman Woj likes to call him Mr. Nabbers, <laughs> which always gives me a little bit of a chuckle. But I mean, yeah, 67 and a half total. I, this game, I mean, it's under a field goal spread and we got a 67 and a half total, which is always interesting because when you get that close of an expected game, you have a high total like that. We could always go to overtime and this thing just crushes that total. I mentioned before how LSU, man, I have a tough time with them because they're so since they won the national championship back with um why the blonde uh, quarterback his name is escape Burrow Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow. Yeah. They, they've been so random that I just don't know what to make of LSU I mean they win huge games they lose the games that they should just crush teams they get an old Miss game like this I don't know what's going to happen with this one under a field goal I mean that's kind of sexy because LSU's been playing good football they they squeaked by one off Arkansas last week, but I don't know that I want to put money here, my hard-earned money on this football team that's just too inconsistent. I mean, it's tough. That LSU game that last week you mentioned they squeaked it by versus Arkansas. No slouch. Arkansas is not a slouch team this year. Raheem Sanders will be back this week, and they got KJ Jefferson. But LSU was a 17.5-point favorite. They barely won that game. They won by three. Right. They, of course, they stomped Mississippi State. That team is a, that game. That's a program in flux right now. And Grambling State, no question. But they lost, and they lost big to Florida on opening day, or well, Sunday, the Sunday of opening day. They lost 24 to 45 in that game. Big shocker. Now, I like Florida State in that game. I think that Florida State team is pretty good. But yeah, it is a, it's an interesting team, and I'm not quite sure what to make of them either. But yeah, let's pull up some props on this. This is probably where I'm going to be looking. It is a small spread, but pulling out some props. Malik Neighbors there, receiving yards 91 and a half there on Caesars and DraftKings. That's not too bad. If you're going to take it, though, if you want the under on that, if you think that these defenses can step up, then that under 95 and a half would be where you want to go on FanDuel. So four game or four yard spread on the receiving yards for Malik neighbor. Let's pull up Brian Thomas there as well. See where he is. I'm going to guess 78 and a half. If I were to guess 77 and a half. Okay. So I'm not that far off 69 and a half there for Caesar. It is shaded to the over there, as you can see with that minus 127. Yeah. Are any, anybody that you're keeping an eye on from a player prop standpoint in this game, there's no shortage of playmakers here in this game. Well, you, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. We're, we're thinking very, symbiotically here i i was thinking neighbors and i put in sabers here actually our system was smart enough to catch my mistake and put it in anyways i i was liking you know maybe the over on his receiving yards but this is way too many so you immediately went to the under which is after seeing this number in my head before i knew the number i was thinking hey maybe we hit neighbors for an over receiving yards but then i get to the page over here our detailed analysis page and i'm looking at that 99 95 and a half that i mean that's that's high and then not, not only to mention, I can take that 95 and a half that you said over here on FanDuel is minus 114. DraftKings has minus 91 and a half. The under on that one, minus 115, even worse value yeah. for a worse line. And or juice. that's that's something I've figured out very easily by looking at this tool very quickly. So now I'm kind of thinking in my head, that Malik neighbors under 95 and a half at minus 114 on FanDuel, that's not a bad bet. Yeah, I never want to take a uh, <laughs> I never want to take a player prop under if I can avoid it. Because you just never know what would pop off for one big, but it, that's where my eye was drawn right away. 95 and a half. You're talking nearly a hundred yards of receiving and any receiver can have a bad game. So I don't know that I'm going to be taking the under, but I'm probably not going to be taking over on that. Now, one player that the Mad Bad Woj would be apoplectic if we didn't talk about is Quinchon Judkins there, the running back for Old Miss. 
I'm not sure if you know how to spell Quinshawn, but just I tried it. I got it wrong, apparently. <laughs> Let's try Judkins and see if that pulls it up. Not like up we yet. might not have lines yeah. for him just yet, and that's okay. But we also we have a couple other guys on that Ole Miss team. Now they their wide receiver core has been flip flopping around a little bit. So that Jordan Watkins has been the guy that's been stepping up since they've had some injuries. And his line is sitting at 53 and a half. And if you think LSU is going to score and Ole Miss with Jackson Dart is going to have to keep up, that 53 and a half is not a bad line there. Just over a half century mark there for Jordan Watkins. The big question is, does Trey Harris come back? Do the other guys come back and do they spread the ball around instead of it being concentrated to one guy? It's tough, difficult to kind of project that. But if you get some good injury news, well, no, I shouldn't say there's no good injury news, but if you get some news that these other guys are still going to be sitting in another game, then that Jordan Watkins over 53 and a half receiving yards, you're going to want to jump on that before that gets bumped up by the books on the news. Right. And this market's a little closer on Watkins line here than they were on Mr. Neighbors. Maybe if you want to try to hit them both, you take Watkins on the over and a little bit of a semi hedge with neighbors on that under that we talked about. Uh, you could lose them both too. Don't get me wrong, but Hey, I mean, there's worse bets you could make there. There are certainly worse bets you can make. <laughs> let's see. What about, uh, let's see, Jackson Dart. And we'll see, see if we got lines for him yet. And interceptions yeah. thrown, I'm guessing. You're yeah, yeah, interceptions <laughs> thrown. That's, that's interesting. No question there that, that LSU offense, that's a Brian Kelly offense, so they do focus on turning the ball over. But, yeah, 56-and-a-half to 58-and-a-half, pretty – Pretty tight there. Pretty good consensus between the three books that were co- that that currently have lines for Jackson Dart's passing yards. Is it's is his line two and a half or one and a half touchdowns thrown? I guess and one and a half. Yeah, one and a half there. But it is shaded pretty heavily to the over. That's why I was wondering if it'd be two and a half or one and a half minus one seventy five. If you want to get that on DraftKings minus one sixty nine over on Caesar Sportsbook. So I'm not sure it's worth the juice paying that. They could. They can get down, you know, guy can get dragged down at the one-yard line and then Jukins push, punches it in or Jackson Dart rushes it in. Trying to pay that much just for two touchdowns seems like an awful lot. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I'd probably stay away from that one. And then the quarterback for LSU, we'll close it out with this, Jaden Daniels. This is a transfer, came in this year, having a pretty good season so far. If you take a look, if we take a look here, his over-under touchdowns, you can get – Let's see. Minus those, those total touchdowns. That's got to be that's got to be a rushing or rushing receiving, right? That can't be. Yeah, that no, that's not passing touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't be passing touchdowns. We got yards here for Jane Daniels. I'm, I'm interested to know what his yards. Yeah, passing touchdowns. There's our passing touchdowns. Yeah, so shaded to the under there, under two and a half. And I I would guess that's because a lot of their touchdowns do. I don't know what their touchdown to or passing touchdown to rushing touchdown ratio is, but a lot of their touchdowns come through the air. They've got a rotation of running backs no one guy kind of sticks out there but if you want the over two and a half at a 60 what do we find this was 67 and a half over under in this game i don't think that's a bad line and yeah 60 66 67 and a half yeah big points should be on the board in this one if we can go back to his over under two and a half passing touchdowns it's plus 130 on DraftKings, plus 129 there on caesar sportsbook so yeah that's one that I'm going to be poking around looking at. I do, I'm not sure which way I'm going to lean. If I'm going to be taking the spread, it's LSU, their favorite on the road. As we had said, they are a pretty good team. Miss Ole Miss is a good team in, in and of their own right. 67 and a half. It's the over. That's the game that I like. I'm going to poke around for player props. I mean, keep it up to date on player news because a lot of that does hinge on a few guys that are questionable. 
for Ole Miss. I think that's going to do it for us, though. Aces, any other games you want to cover? We did not cover every game in the SEC. Of course, go over to sportsbettingintel.com, and you can get all this information that we have been talking about and more for Texas A&M and Arkansas and Missouri and Vanderbilt and South Carolina and Tennessee, which I'll be watching, Alabama and Mississippi State. Alabama, big 14.5-point favorites on that. Any other – not doesn't even have to be SEC. Any other games that you want to quick poke at before we sign off for the evening? Well, quick poke. I'm not going to give away my pick for anyone that didn't listen to the rundown episode, but I will mention another game that I talked about on the rundown. I talked about Boise State, this money line at plus 140 on Boise State. Memphis, admittedly, not a team I've been able to watch much this year. I do not know a lot about them, but I always like Boise State getting plus money on the money line against a comparable opponent, and that's definitely what we have in Memphis. That my, that plus 140 line is always a line I'm looking at. I already mentioned how I bet it in a previous game to date so far. I just I like Boise State plus 140 in this looking at this money line. It's just someplace I'm gonna go MGM right now for anyone that's not watching us live or on the YouTube video stream. Our platform is showing Bet MGM the best line plus 140. And then I know the real Jay-Z is not here with us, but I do want to go over to our NCAA football top player props. I know he loves this page. I want to hit favorites only, and this is the real JC's favorites. These are not my favorites, so let's see what he's got. KJ Jefferson, there he is. There's the man, the, the real JC's favorite player in the world. Total touchdowns over no interceptions. We don't have interceptions up for him this week, and that's unfortunate because I like to let bat a little over a half on KJ Jefferson interceptions. Uh, it's that's. <laughs> I don't want to say free money, but KJ Jefferson, everyone, everyone, he has like three throws a game where you're just like, I don't know if he didn't see the defender or if the ball was mysteriously tipped by a ghost or what, but it just goes flying out of his hands and it's anybody's ball game at that point. Yeah. He does love looking at KJ Jefferson though, doesn't he? He absolutely does. And we were talking about Jaden Daniels. This is another way on our platform. Anyone watching this video or listening, you can just go over here to the top player props. If you want you can click your favorite players, put them in there, and then do your favorites only every week. So they're the only ones popping up. But we were just talking about Jaden Daniels. This gives you a nice quick breakdown of Jaden Daniels specifically and some of the lines to look at as far as player props for him this weekend. So another great tool over here at sportsbettingintel.com. Well, it is helpful with daily fantasy sports as well. I know that the college football rundown runs a free daily sports daily college fantasy football contest over on DraftKings. if you want an invite let us know and we'll get them in touch with you it's free and there'll be, there are prizes at the end of the year but they run that and it this is a great tool for helping to kind of visualize what player props should look like what they're looking like and helping you to build your lineup so you can go in every week and set your favorites for 15 20 of these guys make your way through build your lineup change the favorites as it goes along keep up to date as the props adjust change your lineup that way and it helps you get an edge in daily fantasy sports, which is still a very popular tool and a very popular activity that, that a lot of our customers are really enjoying. Yeah, you, you got to expect that the bad man, which is over there 24-7 in this page, hitting in his DFS players, watching those lines move, getting a lot of intel. I'm glad you brought that point up. Yeah, 100%. I, it wouldn't surprise me if you check his usage <laughs> and we see that he's logged in. From Thursday morning at 9 a.m. until Saturday at about 11 o'clock p.m. So that is going to wrap it up for us. Do appreciate that a little bit there at the end. We are, we, it is Thursday night, so I'm going to be turning on a few. We got a few games on tonight. Uh, it's college football going on right now. And we are about a month away from action, which is what I'm really excited about. But right now we've got 
let's see what do we got going on with, with college all oh, its fbs all right so we've got do, 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 we are in week five temple in tulsa middletown steep western kentucky jacksonville state sam houston saying then tomorrow night we've got a bunch of games we've got four games there including that utah oregon state game that we talked about and then believe it or not starting in week six we've got wednesday games and then in week seven we actually have tuesday games so we are going to have seven days of football starting in just two weeks i cannot wait it is going to be exciting stay tuned for all the things that we have coming out for the rest of this year go over to sportsbettingintel.com check it out we'll get this up on youtube so you can walk through this and see exactly what we did tonight aces anything you want to leave the people with before we sign off i will say this head over to our site if you don't use our site find some other tools because for it costs 20 bucks a month now for that 20 bucks a month on our site as an example you can easily make that back just by helping you make the right choices and hey there's something that you're not seeing over there reach out to us it might be there because i know we have a lot of stuff or hey maybe we can hook you up with it let you know how to get to it anyways that's a very good point so that'll be it for us tonight again our conference this week is the sec i'm going to sign off i'm going to watch some rest of football the rest of the night and this weekend it should be amazing let's make some money aces and as we say over here at sports betting intel you don't always have to bet but when you do wager wisely <laughs>